In our family, this last Thursday was the feast day of my mother, Lenora Christine Rood. For us, these special days are occasions to honor and celebrate loved ones in our family on the anniversary of their death. We tell stories about them, we remember things that they said and did, and we give thanks to God for their companionship in life. As I recalled things that my mother said, I could hear her quoting this last verse from our gospel today. She had learned it in King James English, which reads, let your word be yea, yea, or nay, nay. Our translation says, yes, yes, or no, no. From my best recollection, my mother passed on that wisdom when she heard any of us using language that was overly critical or offensive. And it wasn't so much about the words themselves, but how they were being used. In that light, her biggest concern was the effects that words have on relationships. And when I look at all of the verses from this gospel reading today, I think it's clear that that's Jesus' biggest concern also. From the first verse to the last one in this section of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does what God does in the Torah given to Moses and the people of Israel. He gives his followers words of life that include a clear yes and a very clear no. Not to test them, but to lead them into relationships of love and trust and joy. To begin with, Jesus says no to all language that insults and demeans other people. When you do that, he says, when you lash out in these ways, you kill life that God has created. You may not have murdered another person, Jesus says, but you have killed life that God has created within that person that is holy and precious. I don't need to convince any of you that we live in a time when insulting and demeaning language has become the norm at almost every level of society. And day after day, we are given the choice of just shrugging it off or boldly saying no. No to behavior that is tearing apart the fabric of human community. And we are learning, not surprisingly, that insulting and demeaning language coming from adults in politics and social media and other public arenas is not only poisoning those places, but it is having a profound effect on the way our children and our youth speak to one another and treat each other. Given that reality, I hear a clear mandate in this gospel today to stand up with Jesus and to boldly say no to this kind of behavior in every level of society. In his teaching today, Jesus also says a clear no to human behavior that's vindictive or unforgiving. When you relate to each other in those ways, Jesus says, without any attempt at reconciliation, you create your own kind of hell. 
Jesus then continues with an emphatic no to patriarchal and sexist structures that allowed men to treat women as property, to always see them as inferior. Jesus was brave enough to name that when he saw it in his own time. And I think that's the context that we need to keep in mind when we hear his teaching about divorce. It's easy to hear it as judgment, perhaps, on every person who has divorce in their personal story. But in reality, I think Jesus is saying no in a very particular way to a legalized practice of his time, which allowed men to treat their wives as property and to divorce them at will. All a man had to do in that way that even the law of Moses was being applied was to simply sign a paper provided by religious leaders and then send a woman out into the world as someone that people would always treat as damaged goods, back to a family, back to a life that was forever changed by that act of really aggression. Jesus would have nothing to do with that way of understanding the law and to unjust practices such as that. In the true intent of the law, which Jesus said he had come to fulfill, that form of divorce was unrecognizable to him. And I think that's why he spoke about it as adultery. And in all of this, again, I would say that this is a mandate to us to stand up with Jesus and to say no to every form of patriarchy or sexism that perpetuates oppression today. But in the end, true discipleship is not just about saying no, no. Even more importantly, it is about saying yes, yes. In the spirit of our first reading today from Deuteronomy, it is about saying yes to life itself. It's about saying yes to the dream of God for loving and honoring relationships where respect is at the heart of our life together. And in that light, Jesus urges us to use the power of our words, our yes, to build up and to affirm one another and to actually make amends with those who have hurt, hurt us. And Jesus urges us to let our actions be a strong yes to the life we have together as God's people. Here at St. Mark's, our welcome statement is one of the ways that we say yes as a community. Beyond the no's that must be said to ageism and racism and sexism and homophobia and spiritual elitism, and ableism, we say, in this place for grace, each person's age, race, gender identity, sexual orientation, spirituality, special interests, and unique abilities enrich us as the body of Christ. In other words, yes to all of the ways 
that you bear the image of God within you. And yes, to the gift that you are to us. On one of my last visits with my mother before she died, I tried to tell her how much her yes to me had shaped my life from the very beginning. I told her that her affirmation of me at every stage of my journey is what gave me confidence and courage and self-awareness and the freedom to become who God created me to be. She smiled and said, I didn't always affirm you. <laughs> Which was true, of course. As a loving parent, she knew the, impor the importance of saying no whenever that was needed. But her no was never said or expressed with the intention of tearing me down. Not once in all my years with her did I feel insulted or demeaned or belittled or put down by anything that she said to me or any way that she treated me. There is a simple word for that too, and it is love. In the same way that love flowed through all of those experiences that I had with her, that's also what I see flowing through this Sermon on the Mount from beginning to end. Through every no and every yes that Jesus' followers have remembered. And if he used especially strong words in his teaching today, it had to be because of the grave threats that he saw to healthy and whole relationships. For him, it really was a matter of life and death. And in no uncertain terms, he was choosing life. And when we consider what we will do as we go forward from this place today, we can draw wisdom from the same teaching in Deuteronomy that Jesus would have heard when he came to worship. I have set before you life and death, Blessings and curses, God says. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Thanks be to God. Amen.